will never remain free if they are not willing, if need be, to fight for their vital interests. In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Praise Calais and pass the ammunition. Restoration Hour with Pastor Eli James. All right, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Pastor Eli James here. This is Eurofolk Radio. Today is June 4th, 2022. And tonight's program is going to be mainly about radiation. And uh, from your microwave uh, cell phone and your modem and uh, other places around the house that are cooking you, <laughs> like your microwave oven, etc., things like that. But first, I just want to quickly announce that we're uh, here at Eurofolk Radio, there's going to be a new program. Uh, I don't know what Paul has titled it just yet, but it's going to be an hour-long program devoted to Bruce McCarthy. The first scheduled broadcast is going to be tomorrow, Sunday, the 5th, at 4 p.m. Eastern, and Bruce McCarthy's show at Republic Broadcasting Network was called Datum Line. That's how he pronounced it. I, I prefer to call it datum line. <laughs> but he called it datum line. And for the six months that I was on Eurofolk Radio, I'm sorry, on Republic Broadcasting Network, along with uh, Pastor Greg, uh, we uh, we were right after datum line. And uh, you know, I got to know Bruce eventually personally, a really great guy. He's a, a constitutional uh how should I put it? Uh, expert, constitutional expert, biblical expert on biblical law. Uh, Bruce McCarthy was all about the law and how we Israelites are supposed to be able to utilize the law, the real law, God's law and the Constitution against the enemy. And uh, he did this very successfully throughout his whole life. Uh, as far as I know, he managed to avoid, uh, he may have spent some time in jail. I forget now whether he did or not. But uh, he certainly was uh, an activist against the beast system and one of the most effective uh, in the Christian identity movement. So, and uh, you know, we reported uh, he, he died a few years ago, a couple years ago, and, and we did a, 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 a tribute to his, his passing. So what we're going to do is have that same show repeat one day a week, and then there's going to be a, doing a second uh, original show, I think on Tuesday nights, and that will be repeated on Friday nights. All depends uh, on how Paul schedules it. But so there'll be two new datum line shows every week. So that'll be uh, on, on schedule in the very near future. Also, I just want to point out Paul's other project, Speak Free Radio is doing fairly well. He's got uh, a lot of programs. He's got very famous people, not all identity, actually 
most of them aren't identity, <laughs> but uh, uh, people, patriots, and so you're going to get uh, all different varieties of, of opinions. Uh, I understand from people who've been in some of the chat rooms that the chat rooms get really rowdy, and but nevertheless, the uh, the shows are pretty good, sometimes gripping, as you can expect when you have patriots uh, discussing the death the impending death of the white race thanks to the international Jew. So you can expect that that's going to attract a lot of listeners and they won't be confined to Christian identity, although not all of our programming is identity. We want to push forth here at Eurofolk Radio, continue to push forth the identity message, especially the two seed line variety of that. So uh, also... We're having a paper shortage, although I just talked to Dave Gehari, who uh, published my book, The Great Impersonation. He also uh, published Andy's book, Synagogue of Satan, and In the Name of Yahweh. And I think the paper shortage has eased up so that the printer that he uses is able to produce more books. So I'll be ordering uh, some books from him copies of The Great Impersonation. I haven't been promoting that book lately because I'm down to three or four copies and I don't want to run out. I don't want to have people order them and me not have them. So, But we do have uh, the copies of Bruce McCarthy's book, uh, The Constitution, and that's available for $20, sorry, $25, because uh, it costs us $20 to get it and uh, postage and handling, $5. So for $25, you can get a copy of, it's 100 pages long, very concise information about how our country has been enslaved by the international bankers, etc. Uh, totally documented from page one to page 100. Probably one of the best books ever written on the international banking system and how the bankers rule the world, and of course how they rule America. So I highly recommend that book. And so you get a copy of that by sending $25 to ANP, 900 West Commerce Street, Box 1016, and that's Forsyth, Illinois, 62565, sorry, 62535. 62535. So I'll repeat that. That's ANP, $25 or more. You can always add more and help us out with uh, our ongoing expenses. And that's, uh, that's uh, ANP, 900 Commerce Place, Box 1016, Forsyth, Illinois, 625. Three five, and I'll be happy to send you a copy of Bruce McCarthy's book. And so tomorrow you'll get a real uh, indication. If you haven't heard Bruce McCarthy before, tomorrow at 4 o'clock you'll get a real good introduction to Bruce McCarthy's outstanding work on the U.S. Constitution and the Bible. And as a matter of fact, it really dovetails with this, the Restoration Hour, because the Restoration Hour has been dedicated to the proposition of restoring the Bible to its proper place among our people, the Anglo-Saxon, Celtic, and Caucasian people. 
and of course the U.S. Constitution in its proper place to the American people who are, of course, white Christian patriots uh, whose uh, true religion is Christianity. And the U.S. Constitution was formulated by, uh, according to the common law, and by Christians. Even though not all of the founders were good Christians, they were far better people then than the Judeo-Christians are today. There's absolutely no doubt about that. And uh, if even Thomas Jefferson was more of a Christian than Jew- Jews are today and or Judeo-Christians are today. The Judeo-Christian denominations are virtually all 501c3 corporations, so they have to teach what the IRS tells them to teach because they are subject to the rules and regulations of the IRS. So if you expect real Christianity coming from any of these corporate entities, uh, you're you're barking up the wrong tree. You're just not going to get anywhere close to real Christianity from all of these corporations. Okay, so let's get into this. This uh, Let me put this in the chat room here. And this is a very comprehensive article. This is called, from Canadian Science Publishing Environmental Reviews. The title of the article is Biological Effects from Exposure to Electromagnetic Radiation Emitted by Cell Tower Base Stations and Other Antenna Arrays. Well, your modem, <laughs> your modem, and your cell phone are radiating this type of radiation as well. So it's not, it will not do to live around these devices for very long and get a lot of exposure because that will make you sick. Okay, I see I already posted that, this article in the chat room. So, but nevertheless, uh, and many of you may have noticed that recently in the last couple of months, I've had a recurrence of my congestion problems including, you know, runny nose, although it hasn't been as bad as it was four or five years ago when I was plagued by a problem with total congestion, inability to breathe when I go to sleep. Uh, Virtually, I had to breathe through my mouth constantly. I tried every possible pharmacological uh, substance under the sun, including the CPAP machine, I went to the hospital and underwent the sleep camera. They film you at night, keep a record, a video camera record of how you sleep. And uh, they're the ones who recommended the CPAP machine, yeah, but that didn't do any good, so et cetera, et cetera. So finally, a friend, a listener in Michigan wrote me an email saying, hey, Eli, have you tried quitting Wheat products. And I said, no, I haven't. What? Tell me about it. And so she said that a lot of people are simply allergic to this GMO, highly processed wheat, which looks like bread, tastes like bread, feels like bread. <laughs> but your body cannot assimilate all the toxins by which wheat is processed and it's no longer a natural product whatsoever. So I took her advice. 
I quit eating bread products. And within three days, I was breathing normally. That simple. So don't let Big Pharma tell you that these things can't be cured. The problem is that Big Pharma and its subsidiaries, the industrial food processing industry, which makes things very convenient for us, but also, what's the word? Uh, Distorts, damages the natural products that it sells into virtually inedible. I mean, it, they taste like, it tastes like wheat. It tastes like bread. But then if you add all the sugar that they add to these products, on top of that, the, the GMO that they're infusing into our food and the graphene particles that they're infusing into our food, on top of that, the industrialized Cereals that we eat are 100% sugar. I know it looks like it's cornflakes, but those cornflakes are highly processed carbohydrates that have virtually zero nutritional value. And these highly processed carbohydrates break down into sugar virtually immediately in your bloodstream. That's what they do. So you might as well just be eating spoon after spoon after spoon of sugar. This will tax your pancreas because your pancreas will be having to deal with way more sugar than the human body is capable of dealing with. Obviously, our bodies weren't meant to process such great volumes of sugar. But the American people don't realize that industrial products, highly industrialized products of sugar and industrial carbohydrates immediately turn into sugar and thus overtax your situation. So I was trying to figure out what in the world is going on because my nose, my sinuses were not dripping like a faucet, but running like a faucet. I went through uh, maybe a dozen boxes of tissues It wasn't affecting me so much at night as my previous problem with with bread, with artificial bread. Let's call it what it is. It's artificial, highly processed wheat products, which have become so toxic because of the industrialization that they are no longer food, can no longer be considered food. Now, actually, I was lucky because I've talked to a couple other people who have, have found that they have been very sensitized to wheat products. And they get, many people get what's called celiac disease. Celiac disease is a problem which, in which your intestines, the small intestine, the, the uh, cilia, cilia, I think it's spelled C-I-L-I-A, get toxic burnt by the chemicals in the food you eat. And this is primarily wheat products. So I talked to a person when I was in Florida last year who had a problem with wheat products. He didn't get congestion like I did. He got celiac disease, which nearly killed him. It took him forever to figure out what the problem was. And 
when he finally realized that it was the bread products he was eating, he went cold turkey off the bread products just like I did. And he finally healed himself of celiac disease. Celiac disease is a much more serious disease than nasal congestion. All right. Uh, so if you're dealing with celiac disease and constant nasal congestion, the first thing I would tell you is to cut out unnatural food 100% from your diet. This means industrial process, things like cornflakes. Cut sugar out altogether because sugar is the problem. And anything that comes in a box, read the labels. If it's uh, an industrialized carbohydrate, it's going to immediately turn into sugar once it enters your bloodstream. It's going to wear out your pancreas. That's what it's going to do. Uh, I see Truth Miner states, put your computer in airplane mode. Use Ethernet cable only. If the antennas of the router aren't detachable, cover them with an aluminum foil or tube. Turn on the mobile phone just when needed. Yes, and uh, uh, truth minor, that's some of the things I've already done. Because while I was in the process of diagnosing what my problem is, I first went to the, the processed carbohydrates to see, well, because my symptoms were very similar. Except, you know, if I didn't, you know, previously when I had total nasal blockage, it was like my sinuses were filled with concrete. <laughs> I couldn't even blow my nose. Nothing would come out. This time it's more of a runny nose, constantly running nose. And so I could at least clear my sinuses by getting a tissue and blowing my nose. So this, the symptoms were not exactly the same, but I guess I must have a weakness in my nasal passages and that whenever I suffer from toxicity of any kind, it affects my nasal passages. I'm glad it doesn't affect my stomach <laughs> or my intestines. It could be worse, right? It could be worse. But just as Truthminer has just said, I also suspected my modem. And uh, since I moved downstate from Chicago, and I actually uh, I fell in the winter time and hyperextended my right knee, which has forced me to stay indoors a lot more than I usually do, and I couldn't figure out how to turn off the modem while I, while I'm using the internet. Okay, the the guy who installed the system for me said, "Oh, you can turn off your internet. Just go on your computer." And, uh, you know, type in, you know, uh, click on that little icon down there. Most of you will have like a, a globe, a little globe, and it'll tell you if the internet is on or off. And so if I click that, you can switch from Wi-Fi to cable or Ethernet. Well, what I didn't realize was that just turns the Ethernet, the Wi-Fi off at the computer, it doesn't turn it off at the source, namely the modem. So I was getting constantly irradiated from the modem, low-grade radiation. And since I have figured out how to turn off the Wi-Fi on the modem, which is now approximately 10 days ago, my symptoms have gotten better and better and better 
each and every single day. So I did a twofold process of number one, cutting out. I also did some fasting. I did intermittent fasting a lot because fasting is the best way to clear your body of toxins. That's the quickest way to clear your body of toxins. So I recommend you do if you can fast 100%. But I had just got a load of food in the refrigerator when I decided I need to do this. And I can't fast 10 days in a row, which I've never done anything like that. I think at the most I've ever fasted is two days in a row. And so I figured, well, I'll gobble all that food down and then I'll, I'll do maybe a one or two day fast. But since then, I've been doing intermittent fasting. So I've been eating from breakfast and lunch, and then I've been fasting 18 hours until the next breakfast. And so I've noticed that that really helps a lot too. But ever since I figured out how to turn the modem off at the source, the Wi-Fi off at the source, my symptoms have been steadily improving, okay? So I expect by this time next week, after not irradiating myself anymore, and you can probably tell the difference in my nasal quality from last week, and when I did the interview with David Gahari, he said, man, you sound like you got a cold. I said, well, yes, I do. <laughs> but it's not your typical cold. There's something going on. I'm still in the process of figuring out what it is. So consequently, folks, you've got to stop eating all of these products that either are sugar in itself or turn into sugar once they get into your bloodstream. So, yeah, an airplane mode. So I was able to finally figure out how to turn the Wi-Fi off at the source, at the modem, and at the present time, I'm running on Ethernet cable only. And then I unplug the thing at night. Just in case there's any residual radiation coming from the modem, I don't want to be irradiated. Uh, you know, my bedroom is only like, uh, my bed is like 15 feet, maybe only 12 feet from the modem itself. And uh, the installer insisted I put it here in my living room. And uh, that modem is between me, myself and the bedroom. So when it's on, I'm constantly being irradiated. Okay. And then also, I bought a couple of uh, smart meter covers, you know, the Faraday cage type covers to reduce the amount of radiation coming from my smart meters. And like I said, I've been steadily improving for the last 10 days since I started this system, okay? Uh, the fake bread and cereals we have today not only are hard to digest, as also work in our organism as a conductive material. I don't doubt that at all, because they've been putting graphene in the food. I saw a video where a guy poured out a, a box of cornflakes onto a flat surface, and he crushed a bunch of those cornflakes with a spoon. And then he took a magnet underneath the, the crushed cornflakes. And lo and behold, a lot of black stuff <laughs> followed the magnet along the path. He did it from underneath. He put the magnet underneath the uh, surface that he had the cornflakes on. And dra sure enough, dragged these black things across the table uh, away from the cornflakes. So they're putting graphene in our cornflakes and probably they're trying to put it in all kinds of food. And 
every and of course they, we know they're injecting it into us the mRNA toxin, which uh, forms an antenna in our bodies by which Bill Gates can charge us for anything he wants to charge us for, uh, because we are walking debit cards. That's what uh, 666, Mark of the Beast, is all about, to change us into walking debit cards. Okay, and Truthminder also says, I've also had a few issues, Eli, before I figured out that I had to fix a few things, but unless we're living inside a Faraday cage, we get bombarded 24 hours a day with some kind of radio wave. And that's true, because we're going to talk about cell, cell towers in a minute and other forms of radiation that, uh, you know, what, what about chemtrails? They're raining the chemicals. That, uh, these are metals, folks. Metals. Much of it is aluminum and, oh, I forget what the main metal is. There's another uh, metal that's uh, raining down on us from these uh, chemtrails. But they're usually metals that we breathe into our lungs, uh, and somehow, in many ways, get into our bodies. And very often, these these things are, are expelled. Uh, Morgellons disease. We did many years ago. We did shows about Morgellons disease. They are expelled from our bodies, and they look like worms. And these little worms are actually contained in the face masks that the, the COVID planners have been giving us. And these are, I think, also graphene. Uh, and they're activated by heat, heat and moisture. So when you breathe into your face mask, it activates these little wormy things, black little wormy things. And you're going to be breathing these things into your lungs, folks. Maybe that's how this whole crisis started by people breathing things into their, lung, into their lungs. Now, we also know that this whole process began with people, old people being killed in nursing homes and in hospitals. And this was a combination of two things. Number one, the false diagnosis of the PCR test, which is a totally bogus test. Plus, the people in these nursing homes were being irradiated by 5G. And we've done shows in the past demonstrating that in the early days of COVID, these nursing homes were the, in Italy and other places around the world, where the deaths were concentrated, were right near 5G towers. So the 5G was activated in the vicinity of these nursing homes, and that's really where the so-called pandemic started. Nevertheless, the death rate from COVID was no higher than any other flu season. What they were doing was picking out the most vulnerable people to kill, deliberately kill, and then dispose, I don't know how they dispose of their bodies. Maybe they turn them into, what was that movie, uh, Soylent Green, <laughs> where where they slowly turned uh, the people of planet Earth into cannibals, marketing a product called Soylent Green, which is nothing but human flesh sold as some kind of marketable meat. Right, that's what the, I think that's the name of the movie, Soylent Green. And they're doing this, folks. They're actually doing this. 
So in addition, graphene in your body is magnetic. It's magnetic in 2000, the year 2000, the industry figured out a way to make carbon molecules magnetic. And this magnetism will, will draw, will draw radiation to you. Okay. This is how they're trying to kill us today. Very, very sophisticated stuff. And Truth Miner also says, yes, intermittent fasting and fasting is the best way to clean up your organism. So far, the longer I've done was, the longest I've done was three days. I can't recommend it intermittent. It's actually been part of my keto diet. And my keto diet is, consists primarily of healthy meat and healthy fats, no margarine, no pork, no, uh, fake meat, <laughs> like the stuff you get at the Chinese restaurants. <laughs> and who knows what you get at the butcher anymore. A lot of this food they're producing is grown in vats. See, they want to get rid of cows because they can already grow beef of a sort in vats. And that's what they want to sell us in the future. Okay? So everything they want to give us, to sell us, to produce for us, is going to be manufactured in a factory somewhere and to hell with nature. To hell with Yahweh's natural order. Okay, that's what they're doing, folks. This is a total rebellion against Yahweh's natural order. Okay, so, uh, yeah, they're poisoning us in every possible way. You can hardly breathe, eat, or uh, or even think. And, oh, uh, one of the symptoms that I had, I forgot to mention, which I never had before during this this episode, which... I think has been going on like for three months, building up and building up. And the main symptom I had, as I said, was uh, simply a constantly running nose and having to blow my nose with tissues sometimes two, three times an hour and more. But then also I started developing a headache and a headache around my eyes, eye ache for lack of a better term. And folks, my whole life long, I have never had headaches. I can maybe only think of a couple of times in the past, maybe as a young man, and maybe in my 30s and possibly 40s, where I had headaches. But those were because of food poisoning. There's no doubt in my mind that those were part of episodes that I couldn't tell whether I had the flu or whether it was merely food poisoning. But there, you know when you got food poisoning because your symptoms are primarily in your guts and heaving and, you know, you know what you, <laughs> nausea, right? You know what food poisoning feels like, okay? And I would get headaches. Even then, it was only occasional. It wasn't every, I've had maybe, I don't know, five or six bouts of legitimate food poisoning. And they usually come from eating food that's been sitting around on a warmer at either a fast food restaurant or at you know any kind of restaurant that has puts food out and leaves it under these heat lamps for who knows how many hours before you consume it okay so 
and uh, the worst offender really is chili, chili and ground beef, because those two products, it seems like they absorb germs from the atmosphere. Even there, I don't believe in germ theory. I never believed in virus theory, because I remember very well when I was in college, one of the big debates was, are viruses alive? And some people said yes, some people said no, but the fact is that viruses, the conclusion was that viruses are not alive. They're simply debris floating around in your bodily fluids, especially your blood and your lymphatic system. They get into your lymphatic system to be excreted. But a lot of these floating pieces of debris are attacked by your immune system and I guess the, the macrophages digest these particles to some extent to make them smaller so that they can be excreted through your liver, through your sweat glands, through your urine, feces, and uh, wh- wherever else. <laughs> your body exudes this stuff. Sweat, okay? Sweat is one of the primary, and like I said, it will come through your skin like these little uh, worms that you get from these floating particles, so and which they're putting in deliberately into our bodies. So I never trusted vaccination. I can't remember the last time I was vaccinated. It had to be in the 70s. Had to be in the 70s, the last time I was vaccinated. And that was because I was still in college and I had to get a shot for this or that. And since then, I have refused vaccination totally. So, and the only kind of health problems I've had since then are injuries at work and these sinus problems that I've had. That's it. Those are the only kind of sicknesses I've had since then, except for food poisoning, since those, since my days in college. Okay. So, and uh, I've never, I've had, I have a cast iron stomach. I can eat just about anything. You know, except toxic food, which causes food poisoning. And uh, I can, my stomach can digest just about anything. I hardly ever have any stomach problems, and I never get headaches. So I started to get headaches and eye aches, and I put a posting on Eurofolk Radio about, uh, I've, I've done actually several postings about radiation dangers. Yeah, Jeffrey says barium. Yeah, that's to some barium is what I was trying to think of. Barium, aluminum, and more are in the chemtrails. You name it, it's in the chemtrails. Okay, they're trying to poison us. They're trying to make our bodies more magnetic. The better to trace you with little Red Riding Hood, don't you know? The better to irradiate you, <laughs> little Red Riding Hood. Don't you know that's what's going on, folks? So I posted actually several postings now about microwave radiation and Wi-Fi radiation. And one of the videos that I posted, the guy was actually saying, well, one of the symptoms you get from overexposure to Wi-Fi is headaches, especially around the eyes. Huh. And then I talked to my friend Jim, who he also has been experiencing the same problems. 
because in his neck of the woods, they put up a 5G tower not too far away from his house. His modem is up on a pole where he can't get at it. So I told him, okay, well, figure out how to turn that thing off, Jim. (laughs) He's also been getting headaches and eye aches. And he said exactly the same thing. I never get headaches. All of a sudden, I'm getting headaches. What's going on, Dr. Eli? He calls me Dr. Eli because I'm always giving him medical advice. I told him, it's your modem. Turn it off. Okay. And so I haven't talked. I talked to him about five days ago, something like that. I haven't called him to find out how he's doing. He told me he was going to turn it off. But I, I'm not sure if he did or not. Okay. Yeah, what huge hypodermic needles you have, Dr. Wolf or Wolf Wolf Van Fauci. <laughs> Wolf Van Fauci. Yeah. World War Three has started, folks. The Battle of Armageddon has started, folks. But it's a silent war at present, and their weapon of choice is the hypodermic needle. How do you like them apples, folks? <laughs> oh, there's no apple in Genesis. What, the, what did Nahash inject Eve with? I dare ask. So, folks, they're lying to us still. And it's really getting to the point where we have to put our foot down and come out of Babylon and not take it anymore. The, if we can't fight back with our, you know, our fists, our weapons, but that day's coming. Because, you know, the Rothschilds will never give up. And, you know, all of these, uh, this la- all of these latest shootings, now they're, they're becoming so frequent. There's two or three a week now, shootings. And every one of these shootings is blamed on the Second Amendment. And we know for a fact that the vast majority of these shootings are caused by people on SSRIs, serotonin, serotonin uptake inhibitors, which cause in about 6% of the population hallucinations, nightmares, ra- periods of rage and lashing out. The vast majority of these shootings are being committed by people who are on these drugs. Same goes for attention deficit disorder, so-called. That's a non-existent disease. They invent new names for old diseases. and pretend that these diseases are caused, well, they don't even know what causes attention deficit disorder, right? They have no idea. Well, the cause, the real cause of attention deficit disorder is too much sugar. I call it, excuse me, hyperactivity from consuming too much sugar and processed carbohydrates and other junk food, like uh, the, the box that contains macaroni and cheese, it's got to be fake cheese, and it's processed carbohydrates. That's what it is, folks. They're lying to us. Take your kids out of the public schools because they are medicating them against your will. Yeah. Oh, but not one of the victims of these shootings are deep state actors. No, the perpetrators are. Well, the ones who actually get killed, maybe some of these crisis actors actually have accidents and actually get killed. That's a possibility. It may have happened once or twice. But uh, it's very evident that 
at the Uvalde school, which at the Uvalde school, for the last two months and possibly even more, that school was holding drills where they were having the children pretend that they were dead lying on the floor. They've had numerous exercises at Uvalde school where they, yeah, patsies, yeah, where they practice this drill. And so all of a sudden, it, it was the real deal. And none of the cops that were standing there, they were standing around doing nothing. The shooter, thank God he wasn't a white guy, otherwise they'd be blaming it on, on us. But he was obviously a Mexican. He walked by one uh, row of windows at the school and shot through the windows. Shot through four or five windows. Then he went around to the back and went in a door which was propped open. Propped open. Yes, you heard me right. It was propped open, presumably by a teacher, but probably by a crisis actor. And then he was in there shooting, and ram- if it was actually him, but I think it was him. I think he was a Manchurian candidate who was programmed to do this. And a cop stand, stood around outside for one hour and 17 minutes without going in to storm the place. In fact, uh, one off-duty security guard went in and actually grabbed his child, I think it was a daughter, and grabbed her and took her out while the cops were standing around. Are you trying to tell me this is not a staged event? Absolutely. 100% staged event. Okay. Yeah. Well, whoever, it was, it was open. The door was open. He got in. Yeah, I, I think the uh, that, that's just an excuse that the mass media was saying it was propped open by a teacher. They can't say it was propped open by a crisis actor. <laughs> All right. They can't say that. They have to say it was somebody who's supposed to be in the building, right? Okay. But given all of these drills that they've had at the uh, Rob Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas, given all the drills they've had in the last three or four months, which, of course, mass media has never told you about, it's obvious that the whole thing was staged and that the cops were part of it. That's why they stayed out. Okay. And the, the, the black slash Latino cop who was in charge of the whole, the, it's a small town police force, but he's the one who gave the order for the other cops to, st- st- you know, stand around and do nothing. He is now under scrutiny for his improper decision to not storm the place, okay? Yes, drilling to perfect their technique, okay? Yeah, so the the people and everybody's outraged, and for once, for once, ladies and gentlemen, even the mass media, the narrative is the incompetence and horrible decisions of the police officers and the school administrators, etc., etc. The the narrative is not so much the Second Amendment this time, because it's obvious that this operation was botched so badly that uh, blaming the Second Amendment is just grousing on their part, okay? Grandstanding on their part. So we've been waiting for them to really uh, 
botch one up, and this is the one they really botched, okay? So, as we've been, you know, telling here on Eurofolk Radio, it's crisis actor time. The deep state, headed by the Rothschilds through the United Nations, etc., these are the people that give the walking orders to local police departments, to the educational system, to these commie teachers who are simply dupes, marionettes of the global police state. So they're getting what they wanted. They're getting what they wanted. Yeah, the pixie dust. (laughs) The pixie dust and the Kool-Aid. They've been sprinkled with pixie dust and they drank the Kool-Aid. Liberals, they are. Liberals, they are. What did Lenin say liberals are? They are useful idiots. And the first people to go during the Bolshevik Revolution were those useful idiots. Folks, it's going to continue to get worse until many more of our people wake up. Wake up. In the meantime, all we can do is tell the truth about these happenings and hope that people finally learn to listen to us. But I can can say this. More and more white people are getting totally fed up. They want answers for why our government is so corrupt, why the justice system is so corrupt, why the schools are so corrupt, why everything is so awful with, with parents even challenging critical race theory at various schools around the country. So their system is teetering. This system is teetering. So I'm thinking, and of course this uh, conflict in Ukraine is nothing but a diversion for Joe Biden so he can blame Putin for his own policies. And his aides were dragged before Congress, and uh, I forget the name of the congresswoman. She's a middle-aged, blonde-haired woman, very good, tight conservative. And she was questioning this one operative, is probably the best word, of the the Biden commie uh, conspiracy government. That, uh, you know, why is your administration, you know, what's the cause of these high gas prices? And she says, the the answer was, well, it's, it's caused by Putin and the invasion of, of, um, Ukraine. And she says, and the congresswoman says, stop saying that. It's not true. <laughs> I didn't catch the part where she said what was true, but we know for a fact that Joe Biden cut the pipeline from Canada all the way down to Iowa, putting a lot of people out of work and causing gas prices to go up. So his people are trying to blame Putin for everything that Biden does wrong. And that's the state of the nation. And Biden has also... Now, he, he wants to enforce the rule. I don't think there's actually a law in place. But he wants to enforce the rule that transgender boys, which would be M to F, male to female, cross-dressers, they should be allowed into the girls' dressing rooms. Biden wants to enforce that. I don't know if there's any girls who want to go into the boys' dressing rooms, but certainly there's a lot of boys who want to go into the girls' dressing rooms. All you have to do is 
put on a, a skirt, put on a little lipstick, talk with a high voice, and they'll let you in. That's all it takes, folks. How long can this scam called liberalism, socialism, communism, the Democratic Party, how long can this scam last, folks? There's going to be an uprising soon. Uh, there, there's no way. Uh, people are getting angrier. Parents are getting angrier and angrier. Now, I think a lot of these shootings that have been happening lately are from simply angry people. There was one in Oklahoma where uh, a guy shot four or five people dead because he didn't like the judge's ruling, <laughs> right? They didn't blame that on a white supremacist because I think that guy was black. But nevertheless, these shootings are getting more and more frequent and because the deep state, the Jew world order, has been making uh, making this a regular thing that you have all these, now you're getting all these copycat killers. So th- they'll trade a prison sentence for a, a few minutes of fame, right? We get a few minutes, and plus I get vengeance on that, on that guy who ruled against me or that woman who ruled against me, right? So the liberals are starting to get a taste of their own medicine. They want revolution? You want revolution? Here's revolution. And they still haven't taken our guns away. Isn't it amazing? They've been trying to take our guns away since, well, the 1960s for sure. So what is it now? So for 60 years, they have been trying to take our guns away and still haven't managed to do it. Why? The Supreme Court is afraid they'll get shot if they eliminate the Second Amendment. There will be a revolution by morning by all the gun owners if they try to kill the Second Amendment. They don't dare. They're scared to death of doing that. So, and so what was it? The January 6th, 2020? Or 2021, rather, when when they, they supposedly stormed the Capitol building, that all that was all fake too, right? To blame it on who? Patriots, white men, and they murdered a white woman, an army veteran, because the, she was let in. So, folks, this is getting way out of hand. But this needs to happen because our people need to have something to wake them up. This is a wake-up call, folks. Total wake-up call. All right, so let me get into this article. Again, the biological effects from exposure to electromagnetic radiation emitted by cell tower base stations and other antenna arrays. And as I said earlier, your modem is an antenna Array. A lot of modems have these two little antennas sticking up, you know, like Peter Rabbit ears. Some of them don't. They must have some kind of internal antenna. <clears throat> so let me take a real quick sip of sangria here. The sighting, that is the placement, S-I-T-I-N-G, of cellular phone base stations and other cellular infrastructure such as roof-mounted antenna arrays, especially in residential neighborhoods, is a contentious subject in land-use regulation. 
Local resistance from nearby residents and landowners is often based on fears of adverse health effects, despite reassurances from telecommunications service providers that international exposure standards will be followed. No, they're not going to follow exposure standards. And the exposure standards here in America are way higher than they are in Europe. That means they can irradiate us even more here in America. Uh, Also, the telecommunications uh, communications industry, which puts up these towers, have enabled Congress, bribed Congress, to pass a law to the effect that they cannot be sued on the basis of health. So any lawsuit filed against this industry on the basis of health cannot be processed. You have to find some other reason to sue them. I would say sue them for overcharging you for a defective product, okay? And you can prove it's defective in, in many ways besides your health and that you're being overcharged, etc. Okay? So, but they have been able to pass, just like the vaccine industry has been able to pass a law that you can't sue the vaccine industry for damages done by vaccines. See, they, they can immunize themselves from lawsuits while they're killing us with their products. Folks, This, these are the end times, and the Rothschilds and their ilk have made it so easy for themselves to kill us in various different ways. Now, they don't, they don't care if they kill us slowly or quickly. If they kill us slowly, they put us in the hospital, they put us on a ventilator, charge the insurance company, and the hospital makes money that way. Under Biden, the average hospital for every PCR patient, and that's what they are, PCR is the disease, folks. <laughs> it's, it's not the flu. It's not COVID. This is the PCR disease, false diagnosis disease. The average hospital gets $100,000 per patient in incentives when they put that person in the hospital. That's how it works, folks. I call it bribery. I call it extortion. I call it absolute fraud. I call it genocide. That's what it is. It's genocide. But the people, the average person, cannot believe that the medical establishment would be so evil as to be killing us. Folks, the Rockefeller allopathic medicine machine, mafia, has been killing us since the Spanish flu. The Spanish flu started with, I think it was a radar station or some kind of uh, you know, electronic station during World War I. And these, the soldiers stationed at that base, were the first ones to get the disease. Well, so the Rockefellers took advantage of that outbreak, so-called, to experiment with their latest flu vaccine. It was the flu vaccine that killed millions. Not the flu. It was the vaccine that killed. Now, since the Rockefellers were able to get away with that in 1919, 1920, It started with the American soldiers. It didn't start in Europe. It started with our soldiers here in America because of this radiation problem, okay, which went unrecognized. And even Dr. Fauci said, well, it wasn't the flu. He called it bacterial pneumonia. Well, it wasn't that either. It was radiation sickness complicated by vaccination. 
which is kind of what they're doing to us today. That's really what COVID is, is 5G complicated by radiation problems, okay? So let's get back to this article here. So, oh yeah, and, uh, and then both anecdotal reports and some epidemiology studies have found headaches. Well, here we go, headaches. Skin rashes, sleep disturbances, depression. I almost got depressed because I couldn't breathe too well. Decreased libido, increased rates of suicide, concentration problems, dizziness, memory changes, increased risk of cancer, tremors, and other neurophysiological effects in populations near base stations. How about near modems? The objective of this paper is to review the existing studies of people living or working near cellular infrastructure and other pertinent studies that could apply to long-term, low-level radiofrequency radiation, RFR, exposures. While specific epidemiological research in this area is sparse and contradictory, and such exposures are difficult to quantify given the increasing background levels of RFR from myriad personal consumer products... Yeah, like your cell phone, your smartphone, your laptop, your tablet, etc., etc. I've heard that the, the laptops are even worse than cell phones. Some research does exist to warrant caution in infrastructure siting. Further epidemiology research that takes total ambient RFR exposure into consideration is warranted. Yeah, the residual exposure, stuff that's not obvious. Stuff that's just floating around, like the guy walking by with his cell phone blasting. (laughs) Symptoms reported today may be classic microwave sickness, first described in 1978. Classic microwave sickness, CMS, in 1978. Non-ionizing electromagnetic fields are among the fastest growing forms of environmental pollution And by non-ionizing, they mean rays that don't cause heat, like a microwave oven. A microwave oven heats up the the molecules of water in whatever your food you put in the microwave. It doesn't heat the food, it only heats the water. Some extrapolations can be made from research other than epidemiology regarding biological effects from exposures at levels far below current exposure guidelines. Next heading here, resume. Uh, wait, wait a minute. This is, what language is this? <laughs> this is a different language. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe it's the same thing, but in, uh, it looks like, it looks like French. Next heading. Introduction. Wireless technologies are ubiquitous today. According to the European Information Technology Observatory, an industry-funded organization in Germany, the threshold of 5.1 billion cell phone users worldwide will be reached by the end of 2010. Well, we're now 12 years past that, folks up from 3.3 billion in 2007. Now, of course, every kid has a cell phone these days. No longer is television being used to 
babysit your child. Now it's your cell phone, their cell phone. That number is expected to increase by another 10% to $5.6 billion in 2011, out of a total worldwide population of $6.5 billion. So virtually every person on the planet will have a cell phone. Now, I've noticed, wherever I go, that young females slip their phones in their back pocket thereby irradiating their ovaries. One of the side effects of all this, folks, is infertility. Infertility. So whatever side, whatever pocket, left, right pocket, right pocket, that's the side, that's the ovary that's going to be destroyed. Folks, this is part of the depopulation program, the Bill Gates depopulation program. Infertility. They're going to cause infertility via radiation, via chemicals, via injections, via chemtrails, you name it. Infertility. Bill Gates said, we're going to reduce the world's population by a few million people. And he expressly said it's going to happen through vaccinations. But it's happening in this area too. Now, of course, with the global lockdown and the supply shortage, People are starving. The homeless uh, percentage in cities like L.A. and Denver and San Francisco is going up and up and up. People living in their cars. At the same time, rents are escalating because there's not enough housing. So there's a you put a house up for sale or an apartment up for rent, There's dozens of people applying for that one living space, and that's driving the price up. So fewer and fewer poor people will now have a place to stay. Uh, Has any of these people been raptured yet? (laughs) Have any of these people been raptured yet? How much worse does it have to get before these rapture promoters, promoters and believers are going to realize that Armageddon is already here. Okay. Uh, Swamp Fox posts the uh, five rules of propaganda by Norman Davies. Simplification, reducing all data to a single confrontation between good and bad, friend and foe, or I would say masked and unmasked, vaxxed and unvaxxed, where the unvaxxed and the unmasked become the enemy. Right? Those people are evil. Kill them. Disfiguration, number two. Discrediting the opposition by crude smears and parodies. Oh, they've done plenty of that in the mass media. Transfusion. Manipulating the consensus values of the target audience for one's own ends. Yeah, turning good into evil and evil into good. Unanimity. Presenting one's viewpoint as if it were the unanimous opinion of all right-thinking people, all actually left-thinking people, drawing the doubting individual into agreement by the appeal of star performers, (laughs) fake star performers, right? Performers who are manufactured by Hollywood have no talent whatsoever, by social pressure and by psychological contagion. Yeah, propaganda. And finally, orchestration 
endlessly repeating the same messages in different variations and combinations and false flag killings, shootings in various schools, okay? Same modus operandi, different school. Uh, so many people have noticed that the Uvalde shootings were almost a carbon copy of what happened in Broward County. And Broward County was is totally Democratic controlled. The chief of police there was a Jew with the surname Israel. I forget what his first name was. And the the county is run by I think her first name is Deborah. If I'm not Wasserman Schultz, one of the highest ranking Democrats in the country. So you can expect stuff like that to happen in Democratic controlled areas. Now also. Of course, these schools are gun-free zones, don't you know? And people are beginning to notice that most of these, if not all of these shootings, take place in gun-free zones. So, I mean, why don't they protect the teachers, as they do in Israel, by arming the teachers? That's what they do in Israel. They don't put up with shootings in their schools. How many times in America has a a gun owner prevented a mass execution by some uh, enraged gun person? So, folks, it's it's pretty obvious. Anybody who has any brains knows that uh, gun control is not about protecting people from guns. It's about preventing patriots from defending themselves against a rampaging government a predatory government. We all know that's what's really going on. Okay, all right, folks, I'm going to take a quick break. I'm going to play you one of my favorite songs. This is Take a Look Around by Smith. Here we go. Love is supposed to make you happy Go out 
Well, I don't know how that song didn't become a smash hit uh, by a group called Smith. Most people never heard that song before. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I forgot. I've got a different sound system. I have to kill it. It doesn't stop automatically. There we go. Oh, wait a minute. It's still playing. Hold on. Where's the stop button? Stop button disappeared on me, folks. It's such a good song, it wants to play all night long. Love those deep horns. Fantastic song. All right, folks, finally I found the stop button. So let's uh, actually, I was going to get back into it, but uh, Jeffrey put a link in uh, because cause I was talking about guns earlier. And uh, the stuff that we're, we're talking about here in terms of uh, biological effects of uh, exposure to radiation, most of us in identity and the patriot movement are aware of these things. So, you know, we can go on and on there, but uh, it's a, the important thing is the article I've been quoting is a mainstream article admitting that these things are real problems and the research has been around for a long time that radiation is dangerous and there's a cumulative effect. And, of course, the industry today will not admit that there's a cumulative effect or that there's any danger at all. So, because they want to kill us, and they want to kill us quietly. World War III has started, folks, but the first shots have been quiet. They've been injection needle shots and not gunshots. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to get loud, folks. The longer this goes on, the louder it's going to get. All right, so uh, Gateway Pundit. May became the 34th straight month that civilian gun sales topped over 1 million. So, that's 34 million guns per month. Hmm. Do you think people are worried? (laughs) Scared? Angry? The FBI said that they conducted 2,349,383 background checks in May. 1,174,791 were tied to the sale of a firearm. Okay, so it's getting hairy. The gun owners of America aren't buying the BS, the bovine excrement that's coming from the politicians and the deep state. Not buying it. This was the third highest number of background checks conducted in May. The Washington Examiner reported, Trend breaking. Hero Sheriff Dar, Dar Leaf sues lawless M.I. A.G. Nessel. Did this, oh, M.I. must be Michigan. Michigan, 
Attorney General. Dishonest MISOS Benson for interfering, obstructing, and covering up crimes in election fraud investigation. Whoa! Whoa, that's serious. Okay, obstructing justice. Of course, we know the Democrats do this all the time. But getting back to the article here. Quote, background checks for firearm sales remain strong. May marks 34 months that background checks for the sale of a firearm exceeded 1 million. 34 months in a row, folks. Said Mark Oliva, spokesman for the National Shooting Sports Foundation, which represents gun makers. Americans continue to buy firearms for personal safety. These gun owners are law-abiding Americans who use their firearms for lawful purposes daily. Pretty soon, they're going to have to use them for all purposes. Oliva said those purchasers reject the attempts by special interest groups to paint them with the same broad brush as those who criminally misuse firearms. The tragic events in Buffalo, New York, Uvalde, Texas, are sobering reminders that there are those in our society who have no respect for the law or innocent lives. Yeah, the politicians. Every law-abiding adult American has the right to defend themselves and their loved ones against that evil. Well, the Democratic Party doesn't think so. Unless you're black and live in a ghetto. And then you can shoot anything at any time. CNS News Report. Additionally, as U.S. News and World Report explains, political campaigns to increase gun control only serve to increase gun purchases. Yeah, Obama found that out. But he never stopped because they can't give up. They have to try everything. And until they find a better way to take our guns away, there's got to be a better way, isn't there? Well, yeah, they're going to try to radiate us to death, cause insanity. Cause, uh, like the, the, the fake, uh, you know, diseases that, uh, cause people to go insane and act out their rage by killing others in school shootings, for example. They can do this to us. They can use our cell phones to radiate us and make us crazy. An irony of the ongoing gun debate, gun sales often increase as a direct result of political campaigning against them a trend that has been increasing along with the frequency of mass shootings in the United States. The Second Amendment still stands. Thank you very much. Okay, the Rothschilds have a problem. They're afraid to ban guns. The only thing they can really do is ban this part of a gun, ban that part of a gun. Uh, make it harder to obtain a gun, make it harder to obtain a, a munition. But hey, where there's a will, there's a way. We can make our own. <laughs> people, I, I know people who make their own. They build their own guns and they make their own ammunition. Okay? So thank you for that, Jeffrey. All right, so let's get, let's get back to the wireless technology problem that we have. So, as I said, the number of cell phones in the world today, this is 2011, was 5.6 billion out of a worldwide population of 6.5 billion. So it's almost a one-to-one relationship. In 2010, cell phone subscribers in the U.S. number 287 million, Russia 220 million, Germany 111 million. Italy, 87 million, Great Britain, 81 million, France, 62 million, and Spain, 57 million. Now, America was actually one of the last countries 
to adopt cell phone usage, which is a good thing, because most Americans had landlines. Most Europeans didn't. In fact, most of the people in the world don't have landlines. It was just the Americans who had that luxury. And landlines are much safer. So if you can afford to keep your landline, keep it. Growth is strong throughout Asia and in South America, but especially so in developing countries where landline systems were never fully established. The investment firm Bank of America, Merrill Lynch, I guess that's all one firm now, Bank of America, Merrill Lynch, estimated that the worldwide penetration of mobile phone customers is twice that of landline customers today and that America has the highest minutes of use per month per user. Today, 94% of Americans live in countries with four or more wireless service providers, plus 99% of Americans live in countries where next generation 3G, third generation 4G, fourth generation, uh, there's no talk of 5G in this article, it's, uh, it's talking about 2011, and broadband services are available. All of this capacity requires an extensive infrastructure that the industry continues to build in the U.S., despite a 93% wireless penetration of the total U.S. population. So how much more do they need to penetrate? Well, they want 100%. They want 200%. They want 300%. More power than is actually necessary. Next generation services are continuing to drive the build-out of both new infrastructure as well as adaptation of pre-existing sites. According to the industry, there are an estimated 251,000 618 cell sites in the U.S. today, up from 19,844 in 1995. There is no comprehensive data for antennas hidden inside of buildings, but one industry maintained website, www.antennasearch.com, allows people to type in an address and all antennas within a three-mile area will come up. There are hundreds of thousands in the U.S. alone, and you know that during the summer, during the lockdown, they were putting more and more antennas on top of school buildings. The better to irradiate your children, little Miss Riding Hood, don't you know? The better to irradiate your children, and children are much more susceptible to wireless radiation because they have a higher proportion of water in their bodies. Plus, their immune systems aren't quite capable of dealing with all of the effluence coming from your sick cells, your cells made sick by radiation. Okay, so this is getting worse, and your children are targeting our children. They are targeting our children. Yeah, and Swamp Fox talks about how to create a social state by Saul Alinsky, another Jew. One healthcare, control healthcare, and you control the people. That's right. They control us in every possible way. And they have hooked people on medications, total medications. My friend uh, Marie in Branson, uh, who recently broke her ankle and uh, had to uh, call for help using her cell phone, obviously, right? (laughs) Cell phones are good for something. But, of course, what happened was, well, she called one friend. Not at home. Called another friend. Not at home. Called the third friend. Not at home. So she finally had to call 9-11. People are never home when you're in trouble. Anyway, the ambulance got there and asked her, what medications are you on? 
I guess at this point in time, the American people are so medicated with legal, supposedly legal drugs, such as fentanyl and other opioids, that uh, the ambulance drivers have to ask, well, what drugs are you consuming so we don't give you the wrong thing to you know, sedate you or whatever, okay? And she told him, I'm not on any, any drugs. And the uh, ambulance guys look at each other and say, what? <laughs> You're not on any drugs? That's un-American. That's un-American to not be on drugs. One statistics I heard from a talk show interviewee said the American people comprise 5% of the world population, but we consume 45% of prescription drugs. Isn't that amazing? Okay. Two, poverty. Increase the poverty level as high as possible. Poor people are easier to control and will not fight back if you are providing everything for them to live. Yeah, it's called communism, folks. Three, debt. Increase the debt to an unsustainable level. That way you are able to increase taxes, and this will produce more poverty. Yeah, didn't uh, 10 planks of the Communist Manifesto have a national bank? But Marx didn't say whether that bank would be government-controlled or privately controlled like the Rothschild Federal Reserve Bank. Well, that's what we've got. Four, gun control. Remove the ability to defend themselves from the government. That way you're able to create a police state. Yep. Welfare. Take control of every aspect of their lives, food, housing, and income. Are we there yet, folks? Number six, education. Take control of what people read and listen to. Take control of what children learn in school. Of course, this comes right out of the protocols of the elders of Zion. Seven, religion. Remove the belief in God from the government and schools. Class warfare. Divide the people into the wealthy and poor, into left and right, male and female. Any possible division can be exploited. And they do it with ease, absolute ease through their propaganda campaigns. Divide and conquer, folks. Divide and conquer. This will cause more disconsent and will be easier to take, that is taxes, tax the wealthy with the support of the poor. Okay? Well, no, they're taxing everybody. But the government doesn't even need to tax. It's just another way of punishing us and controlling us. Because right now, the inflation rate that we've got is not being caused by taxes or the high price of drugs or oil, it's being caused by increasing the money supply. Inflation is caused by the printing press and other ways of money creation. That's the only cause of inflation. And you can't lower inflation by increasing interest rates. That may slow commerce down, but it's not going to slow down the inflation rate because the inflation rate is caused by the printing press. But these days, they didn't even need the printing press. Because all they have to do is type numbers on the computer screen on your favorite bank, and they can pay themselves. And then they can loan these computer blips out to homeowners, or uh, loaners, uh, borrowers, I should say. And the borrowers have to pay these blips back in real money, (laughs) or at least paper money, or write a check and remove them from their bank account. They can't create, if you had the ability to go into your bank account and just increase the numbers in your bank account, then you'd be able to do what the banks do. That's all. It's that simple, folks. That's all they have to do. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, right. And if we uh, 
reestablish our citizenship as, uh, well, I don't want to use the term sovereign citizen, but the, the term is uh, U.S. national. And, uh, and any form of becoming, coming out of the 14th Amendment system, and I've done a couple of shows about this previously, uh, the 14th Amendment did not eliminate slavery. It made slaves of everybody. <laughs> That's what it did. All right, so let's get back to this biological effects from exposure, okay? And I'm sure everyone is here, including myself, are being exposed at this very moment. Like I said, I finally found the off switch on my modem by which I could shut the Wi-Fi off from the modem and go straight Ethernet. But I don't even trust the, the modem. I actually ordered a uh, uh, an EMF radiation detector, and I'm waiting for it to come in to see how much radiation is still being put up by the modem, even though the, the Wi-Fi is supposedly off. I don't trust these people, folks. (laughs) I do not trust them. Okay, so let's continue. Okay, so the the figures reflect... Oh, let's back to the first sentence here. According to the National Center for Health Statistics of the U.S. Centers for Disease Control, CDC, by the second half of 2008, one in every five American households had no landlines but did have at least one wireless phone. This is from the Department of Health and Human Services, 2008. I think the American people have more landlines than the, re- landlines than the rest of the world. The figure is reflected on a 2.7% increase over the first half of 2008. The largest jump since the CDC began tracking such data in 2003 and represented a total of 20.2% of the U.S. population. Now, the fact is, it's a very, very interesting fact, that the CDC does put out accurate information but they interpret it falsely. <laughs> you have to be able to look at the data at yourself, such as the VAERS reporting system, which does tell us how many people die from vaccinations and complications from vaccinations and other diseases caused by doctors, iatrogenic disease. By the way, did you know that the medical profession is the third biggest killer in America? The medical profession kills more people than anything you know, under, you know, three and below. But however, I don't know what the first two are, probably some major diseases like cancer and stroke and or diabetes. But those diseases are caused by doctors too because they don't give us any warning about the problems of eating too much sugar and having toxicity rampaging through your body, which causes cancer. All right, yeah, like the favorite expression of doctors as well. We don't advise people to take vitamins because all vitamins do is cause yellow pee. Well, folks, I'd rather have yellow pee than a doctor's fee. That's the reality, folks. You better start taking your vitamins. Even if they're low-quality vitamins, they're going to help you. They're going to help your immune system fight off whatever. Okay, so let's continue. The largest jump... Since the CDC began tracking such data in 2003 and represented a total of 20.2% of the U.S. population, a figure that coincides with industry estimates of 24.5% of completely wireless households in 2010. 
The CDC also found that approximately 18.7% of all children, nearly 14 million children, lived in households with only wireless phones. That's really bad for the kids, folks. They're being cooked constantly. The CDC further found that one in every seven American homes, 14.5% of the population, received all or almost all of their calls via wireless phones, even when there was a landline in the home. They call these wireless mostly households, right? So for the time being, uh, unless we can uh, use (laughs) mental telepathy and uh, and landlines, if you can't if you can't afford a landline, then mental telepathy (laughs) is your only option after a wireless phone. The trend away from landline phones is obviously increasing as wireless providers market their services specifically toward a mobile customer, particularly younger adults who readily embrace new technologies. One study, Silk et al. in 2010, in Germany found that children from lower socioeconomic backgrounds not only owned more cell phones than children from higher economic groups, but also used their cell phones for more often. Yeah, watch video games. As determined by the test group's wearing of personal dosimetry devices, not familiar with that term, D-O-S-I-M-E-T-R-Y, dosimetry, this was the first study to track such data and it found an interesting contradiction to the assumption that higher socioeconomic groups were the largest rulers of cell phone service, cell service. Okay, well, there you go. Poor people are being more affected. Why isn't the hue and cry coming from the Democratic Party? At one time, cell phones were the status symbol of the wealthy. Today, it is also a status symbol of lower socioeconomic groups. That's because the, the wealthy are finding out how dangerous they are. <laughs> they have time to do research and reinstall their landlines and get rid of their cell phones. The CDC found in their survey discussed above that 65.3% of adults living in poverty or living near poverty were more likely than higher income adults to be living in households with wireless only phones. Well, the rates are cheaper. There may be multiple reasons for these findings, including a shift away from cell phone dialogues to texting in younger adults in higher socioeconomic category. Yeah, texting is a big deal. I mean, you're supposed to keep that phone off your body at least an inch off your body. But if you're holding it in your hand and texting, I, I, I smell an epidemic of forefinger or thumbitis. <laughs> thumbitis, you know, because kids, they use both thumbs to text. In some developing countries where landline systems have never been fully developed outside of urban centers, cell phones are the only means of communication. Cellular technology, especially the new 3G, 4G, and broadband services allow wireless communications for real-time voice communication, text messaging, photos, internet connections, music and video downloads, and TV viewing is the fastest-growing segment of many economies that are in otherwise sharp decline due to the global economic downturn. Remember, folks, this is only 2011. The global lockdown is not even being mentioned here. There are some indication that although the cellular phone markets for many European countries are more mature than in the U.S., yeah, the European market 
since they never had hardly any landlines, that it grew in Europe faster. People there may be maintaining their landline use while augmenting with mobile phone capability. Well, I mean, obviously the convenience factor, if you're out and about and an emergency happens at home and you can get a call from home, you, you can get get home. So, But you know, you, if you have a landline, you can call 911 and get your emergency service that way. Although there was an item today where some person called 911 and the 911 operator simply hung up on the caller. <laughs> right. I don't want to hear it. Click. This may be a consequence of the more robust media coverage regarding health and safety issues of wireless technology in the European press, particularly in the UK, as well as recommendations by European governments like France and Germany that citizens not abandon their landline phones or wired computer systems because of safety concerns. No, I never heard any American uh, government officials complain about that. According to Ofcom's 2008 Communications Market Interim Report, which provided information up to December 2007, approximately 86% of UK adults use cell phones, while four out of five households have both cell phones and landlines. Only 11% use cell phones exclusively, a total down from 28% noted by this group in 2005. So Europe is going the other direction. In addition, 44% of UK adults use text messages on a daily basis. Fixed landline services fell by 9% in 2007. But Ofcom notes that landline services continue to be strong despite the fact that mobile services also continue to grow by 16%. Excuse me. This indicates that people are continuing to use both landlines and wireless technology rather than choosing one over the other in the UK. Now, with the uh, lockdown in 2020 and 21, how many of these people can afford to keep their landlines and have two phones? I'll bet that number dropped significantly. There were 51,300 UK base station sites in the beginning of 2009. Two-thirds installed on existing buildings or structures, with an estimated 52,900 needed to accommodate new 3G and 4G services by the end of 2009. Again, this is an older, it's a 10-year-old document, but it shows how bad it was then. How bad is it today? Folks, this is, this is getting serious. This is getting serious. Okay, so, yeah, well, the people who run the world are not sensitive (laughs) to human suffering. Oh, yeah, they are sensitive to criticism, that's for sure. Yeah, thank you, Swamp Fox. Very good observation. Very good observation. Okay, let's get back to this. So, So, clearly, this is an enormous global industry, and it's only gotten bigger in the last 10 years, folks. Yet no money has ever been appropriated by the industry in the U.S. or by any U.S. government agency to study the potential health effects on people living near the infrastructure. You may wake up one day and have a 5G tower right outside your window. 
How long do you think you'll live? The most recent research has all come from outside of the U.S. According to the CTIA, the Wireless Association, if the wireless telecom industry were a country, its economy would be bigger than that of Egypt. And if measured by GNP, gross national product, it would rank as the 46th largest country in the world. They further say it took more than 21 years of color televisions to reach 100 million consumers, more than 90 years for landline service to reach 100 million consumers, and less than 17 years for wireless to reach 100 million consumers. In lieu of building new cell towers, some municipalities are licensing public utility poles throughout urban areas for Wi-Fi antennas that allow wireless internet access. These systems can require hundreds of antennas in close proximity to the population with some exposures at lateral height where second and third story windows face antennas. Most of these systems are categorically excluded from regulation by the U.S. Federal Communications Commission or oversight by government agencies because they operate below a certain power density threshold. And as I already told you, because they passed a law that you cannot sue the telecommunications industry on the basis of health. So the government will not allow you to complain about health hazards from these cell towers. However, power density is not the only factor determining biological effects from radio frequency radiation. In addition, when the U.S. and other countries permanently changed from analog signals used for television transmission to newer digital formats, the old analog frequencies were reallocated for use by municipal services such as police, fire, and emergency medical dispatch, as well as to private telecommunications companies wanting to expand their networks and services. So they took the analog service away from television. Now they have it for their use, government and corporations. And of course, that's what we've got in the world today. Government, corporate, (laughs) corporate government, put it that way. Corporate political government, or governance as they like to call it. Because nobody elected these governance animals like the UN and their NGOs, non-governmental organizations, the the so-called charities. They're also corporations. So we're living in a corporate world, folks. And this corporate world has no mercy. It has no mercy. It's not just driven by profits. It's driven by hatred. Because as we know, most of these corporations are run by Jews and they hate white Christians with a passion. They hate us with the passion that Lucifer hates God. They hate us with the passion that Satan, the synagogue of Satan, hates Jesus Christ and his followers. This is the kind of hatred we're dealing with. Okay, this creates another significant increase in ambient background exposures. WiMAX. Now, of course, if you go into a McDonald's restaurant or many other restaurants where they have Wi-Fi running constantly, you're going to get exposed by just going into one of those restaurants. WiMAX is another wireless service in the wings that will broaden wireless capabilities further and place additional towers 
and or transmitters in close proximity to the population in addition to what is already in existence. I think this was written before fast food restaurants had Wi-Fi. WiMAX aims to make wireless internet access universal without tying the user to a specific location or hotspot. The rollout of WiMAX in the U.S., which began in 2009, uses lower frequencies at higher power densities than currently used by cellular phone transmission. Many in science and the activist communities are worried, especially those concerned about electromagnetic hypersensitivity hypersensitivity syndrome, or EHS. Yeah, I'm buzzing as we speak. It remains to be seen what additional exposures smart grid or smart meter technology proposals to upgrade the electrical power line transmission systems will entail regarding total ambient RFR increases. But it will add another ubiquitous low-level layer. Some of the largest corporations on Earth, notably Siemens and General Electric, are involved. Smart grids are being built out in some areas of the U.S. and in Canada and throughout Europe. That technology plans to alter certain aspects of power line utility metering from a wired system to a partially wireless one. Yeah, smart meters. The systems require a combination of wireless transmitters attached to homes and businesses that will send radio signals of approximately one watt output in the 2,400 gigahertz range to local access point transceivers which will then relay the signal to a further distant information center till 2008. Now, in addition to this, you're, I don't know about small towns, but in the city of Chicago, your water meter emits such radiation as well. So that the water company just drives by your house and reads the meter remotely. I don't even know if they have to drive by your house anymore. So your electric utility, your water utility, uh, I don't know about gas. I think there's even now gas meters that have telemetry and uh, radiation signals to tell how much gas you're using. I know my gas meters are uh, simply mechanical. Access point antennas will require additional power density and will be capable of interfacing with frequencies between 900 megahertz and 1.9 gigahertz. Most signals will be intermittent, operating between 2 to 33 seconds per hour. Really? Only that? Only that slow? 2 to 3, 33 seconds per hour? Access points will be mounted. Uh, it's it's got to be a lot faster now. Access points will be mounted on utility poles as well as on freestanding towers. The systems will form wide area networks, or WANs, W-A-Ns. Is that like DEW's directed energy weapons? Oh, boy. Capable of covering whole towns and counties through a combination of mesh-like networks from house to house. Some meters installed on private homes will also act as transmission relays, boosting signals from more distant buildings in a neighborhood. Eventually, wands will be completely linked. I'm pretty sure they are already. Smart grid technology also proposes to allow homeowners to attach additional RFR devices to existing indoor appliances. Now, come on, folks. 
Smart homes, you should know, smart homes have become unlivable. People who bought smart homes where every appliance in the house, probably including the toilet, gives off signals, <laughs> right? And it's not just for your alarm system. Yeah. I've worked for customers who, when they're out of town in Nevada, can open the door to the house remotely while I'm in Chicago. And they can do it with their cell phones. To track power use with the intention of reducing usage during peak hours, manufacturers like General Electric are already making appliances with transmitters embedded in them. How about your television set, folks? How about your computer? Many new appliances will be incapable of having transmitters deactivated. Oh, man! Without disabling the appliance and the warranty. People will be able to access their home appliances remotely by cell phone, as I just said. The WAN smart grids described, and the cops can turn your car off remotely too, described earlier in the text differ significantly from the current upgrades that many utility companies have initiated within recent years that already use low-power RFI meters attached to homes and businesses. Uh, Are you feeling the buzz yet? It's not white noise, folks. It's dirty noise. Those first-generation RFR meters transmit to a mobile van that travels through an area and collects the information on a regular billing cycle, just like I talked about with the water department. Smart grids do away with the van and the meter reader and work off a centralized RFR antenna system capable of blanketing whole regions with RFR. Do you feel like a guinea pig, ladies and gentlemen? A guinea pig. That's what we are. Dosimeter messages. Oh, measures dosages of EMF. Okay, thank you, Jeffrey. Okay. Okay, Pfizer. Seven has. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've heard about this. Pfizer CEO says it's their dream to reduce the population by 50% in 2013. Uh, this is only, it looks like it's only 37 seconds long, so I'll give it a go. I think that uh, it's really fulfilling of a dream that we had together with my leadership team when we started. He's a Jew, by the way. Uh, the first week we met in January of 19. He's talking to Schwaba the Hutt. And to set up the goals for the next five years. And one of them was by 2023, we will reduce the number of people in the world by 50%. Okay. So by 2023, we, the international Jew, Pfizer CEO and Schwaba the Hutt, tell us that we're going to reduce the world population by 50%. Well, I don't think it's going very well. I think that their lockdown slowed progress down a great deal, their progress. And, of course, the Shanghai lockdown blamed on COVID, where I think uh, Xi Jinping was just trying to get rid of his political opposition and using COVID as an excuse to do so. So what he did was he killed half the population of Shanghai, 26 million people, to cover 
for a targeted extermination of his political enemies. That's what really was going on in Shanghai, folks. And there's a couple other cities they've done this to as well. But in the process, they have slowed down their own economy tremendously. They have slowed shipments from China to the rest of the world tremendously. But China doesn't care about that. It's not their problem. They're worried about their internal problems right now. And if the rest of the world slows down because of their internal problems, they could care less, right? They got to solve their internal problems, okay? So it may be years before international shipping returns to what it was before the lockdown. I don't think it ever will. I don't think it ever will. And, of course, the truck drivers in America can't get parts for their trucks because most of those parts are made in China, So, has your milk been delivered today to your local store? How about toilet paper and paper towels? How about baby formula? Thanks to Biden. There's no baby formula in in America. And what there was, is, is given to illegal aliens at the border. Can you believe it? Can you believe it, folks? This is the craziest world. Let's finish the rest of this. Uh, it's only 37. That was half of it right there. So he says, world population will be reduced by 50% by 2023. But we're already halfway through 2022, and it's not going very well. Somebody put a fly in the ointment. There we go. I think today this dream is becoming reality. Oh, and the people clap. Oh, this dream is becoming reality. Applause, applause. So it's really a purpose-driven company. (laughs) A purpose-driven company, just like the purpose-driven church of the corporate church uh, mafia, put it that way, the corporate church mafia. Because if you belong to a major denomination, they're all 501c3 corporations, and they're poisoning your mind with pseudo-Christianity and Judeo-Christianity. So our minds are being poisoned, our food is being poisoned, our air is being poisoned in many ways, not just by radiation, but by chemicals. The the cleaning solvents that you use are dangerous. You don't want to inhale many of that many of, that, of those things. So we are living on a toxic planet, and they're blaming us for the pollution. And global warming, don't you know? They always have to blame something else besides themselves. That's modus operandi. When will the people of planet Earth wake up? Well, I have a feeling that a lot of people die before they wake up. But those who manage to live and learn and wake up in the meantime are going to come to our side. That's another fly in the ointment. Because the longer people live, and have a chance to figure this out, the more people are going to become patriots and the more gun sales are going to go up. This is their problem. There is a a fly in the Jewish ointment, folks. This is going to get very, very interesting as time progresses. Okay, so let's continue with about uh, six minutes left. Another new technology in the wings is broadband over power lines, BPL. 
It was approved by the U.S. FCC in 2007, and some systems have already been built out. Critics of the latter technology warned during the approval process that radio frequency interference could occur in homes and businesses, and those warnings have proven accurate. BPL technology couples radio frequency bands with extremely low frequency, ELF. They get you in the high end and the low end that travel over power line infrastructure, thereby creating a multi-frequency field designed to extend some distance from the lines themselves. Such couplings follow the path of conductive material, including secondary distribution lines into people's homes, right to your heart monitor, <laughs> right? Okay, right to your the battery pack for your heart. There is no doubt. By the way, your heart is an electrical instrument, right? Your whole body is an electrical instrument. Your nerve cells conduct electricity. Short circuit anybody? Overload anybody? There is no doubt that wireless technologies are popular with consumers and businesses alike. But all of this requires... I'm going to dig a hole in the backyard and live in there after this show. But all of this requires an extensive infrastructure to function. Oh, yeah. That's another. That's their Achilles heel, folks. Infrastructure. Like in Africa, they're burning down these cell towers. They must be made of wood there. <laughs> but there are things called sawzalls. They make them cordless these days. This includes attaching antenna panels to the sides of buildings as well as roof mountings. Antennas hidden inside church steeples. Oh, that cross on top of the church steeple? Is that the new antenna shape? Barn silos, elevator shafts, and any number of other stealth sites. Oh yeah, like in California and Florida. They disguise them as palm trees. Plastic palm trees that are really antennas. It also includes camouflaging towers to look... Oh, I heard it mentioned in the next sentence. It also includes camouflaging towers to look like trees indigenous to areas where they are placed. For example, pine trees in northern climates, cacti in deserts, and palm trees in temperate zones or as chimneys, flagpoles, silos, or other tall structures. Often the rationale for stealth antenna placement or camouflaging of towers is based on the aesthetic concerns of host communities. Yeah, well, they better have health concerns. And aesthetic emphasis is often the only perceived control of a municipality, particularly in countries like America, where there's an overriding federal preemption that precludes taking the environmental effects of RFR into consideration in cell tower siting as stipulated in Section 704 of the Telecommunications Act of 1996. This is the act that I was referring to earlier. It prevents, and maybe it's been amended since then, it prevents people from suing the telecommunications industry on the basis of health concerns. Your deteriorating health cannot be an excuse for filing a lawsuit. Citizen resistance, however, is most often based on health concerns regarding the safety of RFR exposures to those who live near the infrastructure. Many citizens, especially those who claim to be hypersensitive to electromagnetic fields, state they would rather know where the antennas are 
and that hiding them greatly complicates society's ability to monitor for safety. Indeed. Stealth. We have a stealth government, a stealth telecommunications industry, a stealth military, a stealth banking industry, a stealth media, a stealth entertainment industry, stealth politics. It's deceit everywhere. It's the universal deceit of the Talmudic rabbis and their billionaire partners in crime. Okay? The universal Jewish deceit that has taken over planet Earth. How do these people avoid irradiating themselves? They must not put these towers up in Jewish neighborhoods. By the way, uh, I gave a website earlier. I'll, I'll see if I can scroll back up. Not, not time enough to do it now. But there's a website you can go to which will tell you. You plug in your address, and it will show you all the cell towers in your neighborhood. So how about uh, zoning in on the Lower East Side of New York City, where all the Hasidic Jews live? Maybe you can picture that. Hey, maybe you can picture that. Folks, we have to come out of Babylon. One step at a time. Yeah, right? Seven says, yeah, it's a tough job killing half the world, right? Some people may object. Yeah, well, the same people killed Christ. Thank you, Swamp Fox. They sure did. But they're... uh, they're trying to deny that they killed him, but it's very obvious. Uh, earlier today, I put up uh, two videos, one a movie, uh, another a documentary, proving that Pontius Pilate did not order the execution of Yahshua Messiah. He turned him over to the Jews who did the dirty work. So, folks, yeah, and we're getting closer to the Samson option. However, you know, Will they have a uh, an empire to rule over by the time they use that option, right? And how many of their own people will they irradiate to death in the meantime? Folks, we're so close to the end. I can taste it. And boy, it has a bitter taste. Folks, thanks for listening. Praise Yahweh. Pass the ammunition. See you tomorrow. And again, a reminder that we're going to have the first shows by uh, Bruce McCarthy. Datum line, 4 p.m. tomorrow. Thank you. Praise Yahweh. Bye-bye.